The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media US. From Cannes Lions 2023, it's Campaign US in partnership with Initiative. Hi, I'm Allison Weisbrot. I'm the editor of Campaign US, and I am here in Cannes with Stacey DeRizzo, the US CEO of Initiative. Good morning. Good morning. So we're going to talk about um, Initiative's presence in Cannes and then sort of how the agency is positioning itself, talk about some of your approach to using media to tap into culture, and it's going to be a good discussion. So we're here in Cannes at Cannes Lions, the world's largest gathering of advertising and creatives. This year's theme is celebrating creativity that drives progress. What does that mean to you, Stacey? You know, it's interesting. I think when I was coming into Cannes, I thought a lot about that, the type of work that would be represented as you think about progress. Um, And in last year, in the past couple of years, I think a lot of work was around um, progress or around philanthropic causes or things that were bigger than I think a lot of the brand work that we do today. But actually, having been here now for, for most of the week, Progress to me means a number of different things. It, of course, means the progress that we're making um, in in creative and in media or in advertising as an industry, and we can talk about that. But it also means um, I've seen a lot of progress uh, this year as it relates to my previous years in Cannes. I think, one, it's been amazing to reconnect with people and just to be back in in that world and, and, and back doing that with you know our colleagues, our clients, the industry more broadly. That's felt good. And I think a lot of people would say that. I also think it means the past few years in general, and it can, we've talked a lot about data, tech on their own, right? Data and tech, data and tech for te- data and tech's sake. And I feel like now what I'm seeing is data and tech in service of something bigger. And I really... I think that's progress um, for all of us. Data and tech in service of better marketing, uh, of better consumer experiences, of dialogue and engagement with people in new ways. So, th- so it's what data and tech is enabling, and I think that's that'll be game changing for us. Yeah, I mean, I think um, there's been no shortage of talk about AI at the festival, right? And I think that in an interesting way, it's sort of refocused the conversation on creativity, and it's it's sort of becoming, it's making like generative AI in in particular is making it more tangible for creatives. Yeah. Well, and it is, and you know, it's been, it's been the hot topic of the week, you know, one of the buzzwords, but even that to my point about in service of something bigger, I've heard a lot of people talk about it in ways that um, are actually refreshing and inspiring. You know, I heard of one big, I won't mention names, but a big creative um, director or chief creative officer talk about it like it's going to move us from content and messages to dialogue and engagement with consumers. So it's enabling us to take stuff out of people's heads and put it into the world in new ways. And I think that's pretty amazing, actually. And we're just getting started, right? Yeah. So our conversation on AI next year will be different, better, bigger. It's so formative. Yeah. So how is initiative showing up in, in Cannes this year? So we're, we're here. Uh, we here. We're here with our clients. We have a number of clients here with us, which has been great. We're here with work that has been submitted. We're here with a number of Cannes Young Lions, which we're super proud of, actually. So last year, we had four teams um, make it to the Young Lions, but they didn't come to Cannes because they we were still in the COVID world. They couldn't. We sent that we brought them all this year, as well as a team this year that didn't just get shortlisted, but actually is on the uh, Team USA winning team. So they're here 
they're here competing this week, which is great. And lastly, we're here with IPG. So we're doing some of the IPG and media brands um, initiatives and forums more broadly. Yeah. And how have you, um, you mentioned like, you know, we're sort of here for the first time. I mean, last year we came post pandemic, but this feels like really the first time that people are comfortable and like back in action. Have you felt that as well? Totally. Last year felt like people were just dipping there. Like, should we be here? What do we do? Is this weird? This year it's, I mean, to me, it feels like pre pandemic levels, but in a new refreshing way, I think maybe before, I don't know if this is just me, um, but it almost felt like a bit of a burden. And I think this year people aren't feeling that they actually feel really glad to be here Mm -hmm. and to be doing what we're doing and privilege to privilege. Yeah, it is a privilege. (laughs) And we're so quick to forget that. Yeah. So the young lions, that's super interesting. I feel like, um, that's kind of one of the most inspiring things, right? To see like young people come here for the first time and still have that sort of wide eyed, like Uh, amazement and passion. Well, it's been the best thing for you about working with the young lions this year. Um, to see how, interested they are, how excited they are to be here, the things that they're learning. I mean, I keep running into them and they continue to come up to me, thank me, talk about the experience. I mean, it's pretty incredible, actually. Um, They're just getting started. They're learning a ton, meeting a ton of people and um, good for them. Yeah. How did, when you talk to them about AI and, you know, there's a lot of fear in, in some of the like more experienced executives, like what does the younger generation think about it? The future of creative? I don't think it's scary to them at all, yeah. actually. Um, I think to them, tech, the evolution of what it does for them is just, I mean, it's part of life. Part of It's their normal. Um, so they're quick to learn, quick to play with it. And I think that's what we all have to be doing more of, right? Mm. Playing, experiencing, and, and pushing it. Cool. So let's talk about initiative. You talk a lot about how initiative uses media to tap into culture, and that's sort of been central to your approach as CEO. Now initiative is evolving that with a new proposition called Fame and Flow. Talk about what that means. Well, that's been a you know a, an emerging um, new brand proposition for us in this year, which has been exciting. What we well, the way we think about it is initiative or brands are about uniting people and culture essentially connecting people to something bigger than themselves. And flow is about connecting people to themselves, right? So these two dynamics and, and media has a role in, in doing both of those as well as uniting people. So how do we actually look at, um, the more positive role that media plays in the world and in the industry uh, and on behalf of our brands. And that's pretty exciting. So if I think about fame and flow this week, I mean, a lot of fame, right? Yes. A lot of brand fame, a lot of uh, personality fame, a lot of personal brand fame uh, as well. And then flow, I think, as we were talking about things like data, tech, dialogue, and engagement with consumers, that is all about flow. Really intentional connections with people or individuals. So how do you bring this proposition to life for your clients? We do. We have um, a lot of ways we're doing that now. I mean, listen, I think for pitches, pitches are our R&D lab. So we're really pressure testing that in a lot of pitch work, which is amazing. And we um, we now have a fame and flow charter for each of our clients. So that's been some work we've been undertaking with our, our client business leads and bringing that thinking uh, to, to these brands. What does it mean for them? How do we begin to activate it? How do we measure what we mean by fame and flow? And what we're finding is it's actually really inspiring to them. 
It's a new way to look at, you know, the existing KPIs that we're up against, the business problems that we're solving for, and the opportunities that, that we're taking on behalf of and with our brands. So you've now been CEO um, at Initiative US for two years. Talk about what are some of your other priorities now that you're sort of settled into the role, you're really up and running, like what are your main focuses for the agency? Yeah, you know, um, I think about this a lot, obviously. Two years in, um, as we begin to embark on, or I begin to embark on year three, um, I think what's been amazing to, to experience is the growth that we've had as a business, as an agency. Um, we've grown, we've doubled in size in the past few years, and that means people, num- you know, we've gone from like a little over 700 when I joined, almost 1,500 now, it means a lot of revenue growth, and so I think that's what IPG is probably most proud of, right? I think what I'm personally most proud of and excited about is um, how we've grown up with that growth. Because that does mean a different way of thinking about our people, um, the experiences that they have as employees, um, as well as what it means for our clients. So one of the things that we talk a lot about is our clients are happier than they've ever been. Our TRR scores, which is how we measure that, are um, industry best and, and certainly initiative best. And our people, we also measure that through MPS score, our people are happier than they've ever been. And so that's an interesting, that's amazing, right? That's great metrics. But when you think about what's been going on the past few years in our industry and in the world, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. What do you feel like has been at the core of that success? I think really doing the hard work around uh, what matters to clients. We can start with clients and go to employees uh, in a new world, right? Where we hadn't seen each other live for a while, mm-hmm. where we're working in new ways, now hybrid, um, not remote, not fully live, um, in thinking about what does partnership look like in that world? And we've put real um, standards around that. We, uh, something you and I have talked a little bit about before, an empathy charter. But what we, what we mean by that is really thinking about what does partnership look like with each of our clients? What is the charter that we're standing up to make sure we're all aligned around that? And then how do we work together in really productive ways? And, you know, it's, it's working. Mm-hmm. It's working, which is great. Um, and then for people, how do we think about that? Um, it's a whole new world. What matters to people looks different. So we've thought about what are the types of benefits, um, the types of perks we can offer people. Some of that's flexibility for sure. Some of it's when they're coming in, making sure they're getting a lot out of it. We're setting people up for success when they're meeting each other live, when we're doing training together, when we're having cultural events and moments. Um, We're also funding $1,000 to individuals to support their side hustles. I love that. You know, we call that our culture ship. So we're really looking at um, new things, uh, new ways of, of creating an employee experience, and it's, it's paying off. Yeah. What's your take? I mean, obviously, it's been a, a tumultuous yep. few years for, for employees and just the whole working remote and now going back to work. Like, what are you finding makes talent happy and want to stay at initiative? I think our culture is pretty magical. Um, and it, it's one of those things, it's like these, this soft, intangible metrics, but it's real. You feel it when you meet our people. You feel it when you come into our office. You feel it when you're here with all of us this week. Um, I think it has a lot to do with culture and the employee experience we create with them. Um, and it's keeping them. I mean, our, our attrition numbers are lower than they ever, ever have been by about half. 
which well, is kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> what is, um, what's like for you as a leader, what's like the most, um, important or impactful thing you've learned over the past two years leading a hybrid remote and then hybrid organization? Um, I'd say talent is our biggest asset. That's what we're selling. And so we want to have the best talent. And I, I believe we do. And I'll tell that all day long to clients, to prospects, to everybody. That means we need to keep the best talent. And, and in a hybrid world, how do we keep people thriving, setting them up for success, building the relationships um, that matter, that honestly matter over the course of their careers? A lot of this has to, and we learned that this week, right? How many people have you run into um, from previous lives. And, so many, right? That stuff matters in this business. Um, and again, one of the intangibles, but, but it's real. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess coming, coming off of this week, what's one thing you want to take back to the team and, and implement at initiative? One thing I'm taking back, I think is some of what I said about this stuff is now in service of something bigger. That's one of the key learnings I'm bringing back. I was actually just meeting with one of our client CMOs. And I said that to her and she's like, write that down. I'm like, oh, I better. <laughs> um, but I think also, uh, again, what a privilege maybe it is to work in this industry. And I think I want, I was, we were talking about this yesterday. I want those young lions, there's 10 of them here, to be up. And that's just in the U.S. We have young lions here from around the world, actually, an initiative. But in the U.S., I would like them to get up in our next town hall and talk about their experience, um, what, what they've learned and what a privilege it was to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. So taking it back to the lions a little bit, what was like the most inspiring piece of work that you saw, maybe in the media category since, since you're a media agency? One of the best things I went to actually yesterday was a best of can mm. about an hour and a half talk on that because it's hard. It's hard to get through the palais and see all the work, right? We're busy in meetings all day we're with clients. Um, but this hour and a half was really valuable to me. And it was about media, the media lions that hadn't been announced yet. So we saw some work across the, the five, uh, five categories for media. And I don't know what I would say the best work I saw, but I think what was a really interesting conversation we had in that room was, is this media or is this creative? And what I loved um, where we landed, and again, we were just an audience, but we're having this discussion was, you can't really separate the two. You can't. And so why do we try and why, you know, it, it really, the magic happens when the two of those come together. Yeah. And guess, that was a light bulb for me. Yeah. Like what can agencies do to be more integrated across creative and media? I know it's, it's difficult the way sometimes they're set up. It shouldn't be so difficult though, right? I think um, we help each other. So if we think if we think about what we can bring to each other, if we think about the amazing new canvases and how we can use them, um, with some of the things uh, at our fingertips from a media perspective, and all the insights that we can unlock for creative teams um, through all the data that we have, and then how do they use that to inspire ideas and thinking? And again, I think the connection or integration of those two is really where magic happens. Awesome. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for chatting with me. It's been great to catch up with you in Cannes, and I hope to see you back in New York. Thank you. Thank you.